The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to talk about personality in the workplace, and to kind of help us have that conversation, we have two fabulous guests. I'm going to introduce both of them, Dr. Linda Behrens who is a human and organization development practitioner. She's the founder of InterStrength Associates, formerly known as Temperament Research Institute. Dr. Behrens, welcome to the show. Thank you. And then also with us is Valerie Wright. Ms. Valerie Wright is the Director of Organization Development at the Neighborhood House Association. Valerie, thank you also for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. G. Great. Well, before we get started uh, on our topic, I'm going to ask each of you just to introduce yourselves, share a little bit about uh, what you do, maybe the organizations that you're affiliated with. Linda, can we ask you to go first? Oh, sure. Um, What I do mostly is help people understand individual differences, and that ranges from individual coaching clients to organizations, whole organizations or teams, and as well as train other professionals like Cheryl, Dr. G, to um, use these models and use them effectively and well in organizations. So um, the association or the organization I'm affiliated with is a new one, so you won't find it if you Google Google it. Um, It's called Integral Type, and um, I'm making a transition from Interstrength Associates, which is now closing, and um, moving into Integral Type because I wanted a voice for a very comprehensive view of psychological type rather than a single model view. So we look at single, using single lenses, uh, different lenses at different times for different problems, but they all integrate, thus they name integral. And it's all about providing a safe, growth-producing place for people to uh, explore their differences, have a language to discuss them, and uh, use them in the way we'll discuss today on the show. Fabulous. Well, I am excited to have you on the show, Linda. I can't remember if it was 1998 or when I went through the Temperate Research Institute, your former organization, and um, and I know I followed that training up with a lot of other trainings, but I always found your frameworks to be fabulous, and I use them to date. Well, thank you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I tell you what, the um, learnings that I learned there um, have just been really a great foundation for a lot of the work that I do. So I'm always appreciative um, to interact with you and to have an opportunity to learn from you. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have had students like you. Yeah, thank you. And Valerie, can we have you share a little bit about yourself and then the organizations that you're associated with? Absolutely. 
currently, I am the Director of Organization Development here at Neighborhood House Association. Uh, Neighborhood House is uh, one of the oldest settlement house um, organizations that got started, well, 95 years or so ago. We provide Head Start um, and other programs like um, senior services and mental health, um, a variety of programs that um, reach across all segments of our community. Um, my role here is to support the Vice President of Training and Organization Development with internal OD initiatives, um, training for managers and all employees really um, provide coaching support to managers and other employees around performance uh, improvement, performance uh, career development, and um, to support her in her radio talk show <laughs> here on Voice America, but um, basically provide that training and um, staffing support. I've previously been involved in um, community organizing and change projects, both here in San Diego and in Florida, um, working with community residents around uh, self-initiated change for um, those communities in which the residents lived. So pretty much been working in nonprofit over the past 20 years. Fabulous. Well, Valerie, it's a it's awesome and wonderful to have you on our OD team and great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Dr. G. Good to be here. Yes, great. So um, I'm going to maybe go back to you and ask you if you would just maybe share with us how personality differences can be helpful and then also maybe how they might be challenging in the workplace. Just some basics here. Okay, well, the way they can be helpful is that they bring a diversity that is often not attended to. So if we have differences on a team, in an organization, in any work group, in a family as well, we have people bringing in different information and different ways of making decisions, different viewpoints, a different energy to whatever is on the table to be worked on. And so you get a much better product, a much better outcome when you have that diversity. Um, it's sort of like the idea of conflict is really positive in that way mm-hmm. because it's in the conflict that you work to get a better resolution of an issue. That's what I call positive conflict. Okay. Um, the, the challenging is that sometimes that conflict is seen as bad, mm-hmm. and uh, we, have, we have this disease called BLM syndrome, be like me, <laughs> so we expect other people to be like us, and when they're not, then they're obviously lazy or crazy or something negative, mm-hmm. um, and so that's the issue we have to get around is the BLM syndrome so that we don't expect other people to be just like us, and we honor that diversity that's there. Okay, so how, I'm, I'm just, um, well, I'll pause there and say, Valerie, anything else you want to add, and then I'm going to kind of go back to Linda with some maybe some follow-up questions on that. Valerie, anything you want to add with regards to um, your thoughts on how you've experienced personality differences in the workplace to be helpful or maybe challenging? Well, for me, early on, um, the challenge of personalities um, in the workplace where was how to deal with the difficulty and not take it personal, and I think that's what often happens when we have a difference um, in personality with someone we work with. We immediately respond with 
seeing it as something against us, but as I've matured, what I realize is that I should reflect uh, on why there's a difference and um, begin to ask myself, how can I deal with this as a growth opportunity? Um, what is the person trying to accomplish? How can I help both myself and the individual by uh, engaging them in a learning opportunity as opposed to a fight or flight challenge um, and that when we can do that, we can de-escalate tension, um, find ways to get the best outcome for both people. So it's about finding a way to address those differences that get positive results as opposed to uh, taking a posture that end up creating um, negative stances, I would say. Okay, so and I'm hearing a you know a common thread between the two of you and talking about differences and conflict and and that the um, outcome is based on perhaps how one responds to those differences or conflict. Is that would that be an accurate thought or share a little bit more with me about that? And and Linda or or Valerie because I think I, Valerie I mean uh, Linda I think you were starting off with the, your um, thinking around conflict being something that we can grow from or conflict being something that may create um, some challenges, again, depending upon how we respond to the situation. Yeah, yeah I think I agree with Valerie. I think the, the key thing that having a, a framework of understanding how about these personality differences is that it helps you make it objective. You get outside the issues and you can step back and say, oh, I see where this person's coming from. So mm-hmm. then you can... You can communicate with them in a different way, or you can at least make space for them to have their say mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. interrupt or mm-hmm. rule the roost, so to speak, yourself. Mm-hmm. Good. And, Valerie, did I hear you about to add something to that? No, I was actually going to say along those same lines, it is about taking a moment, um, whether right there in that space or stepping back from the situation, to really um, give it space so you can look at what's happening as opposed to reacting in the moment. Um, so it is about response that either make that opportunity a positive one or a negative one. Mm-hmm. Very good. And I, and I think that that's kind of like a, a basic that we kind of learn in conflict with regards to conflict itself isn't either good or bad. It's basically how we respond to it mm-hmm. that's going to determine whether what we get from it, something that's helpful or something that's harmful. And uh, that positive intent of being able to kind of step back and be objective and and um, view the difference and view the other person as coming from a space of positive intent seems to be part of that as well. Linda, I think you, yourself or Valerie, one of you talked about um, frameworks that can help us to understand and then looking at those frameworks to help us understand we can find that space of objectivity that, again, may create a um, a space of understanding and a space that we might be able to connect in. May have you just maybe talk a little bit about what might be some frameworks that could help us well, do that. Well, there are a lot of them out there. My favorite ones are one called temperament, and there are four temperaments. Uh, we call them by names, uh, the improviser, the stabilizer, the theorist, and the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, other people have used other names for these temperaments. 
What would be some other names in case we... Um, well, David Kersey, who was my mentor, had a name for the improviser he called Artisan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stabilizer he called Guardian. And the theorist he called Rational. And the, the catalyst he called Idealist. And we, we started using other names because in the workplace, in business, we found we had some difficulties with some of those names, that mm-hmm. you know, meanings that people gave. Because it's really about meaning-making and language, and it's all it's very difficult to have everybody have the same meaning for a single word, usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one, one example, okay. one model. And the other framework that we found really, really helpful is called interaction styles. And that's kind of the energy that you have when you, just your natural energy. And some people have a natural in-charge style, whether they're in charge or not. Um, and they don't have to be in charge. And you can be a leader and not have that energy. It's just a kind of energy that says, let's get a bunch of stuff done. And then there's a, you know, some people have a natural chart the course style. And the first thing they want to do is to have some idea of what's going to happen. So they have a course of action before they do something. So they tend to wait a little while before they put things out there, but they want to want to get things done too, but they want to plan first or think about it at least. And then there's a get things going style, which is really about, I used to call it stir the pot because it's about not letting anything sit too long so it burns. They want lots of energy and lots of interaction because they want lots of involvement and you know getting people involved and they know that it's important for people to buy in. And then there's an, another style, uh, which is called behind the scenes, and it's really about integrating all kinds of information and not saying anything till it's integrated sometimes. Um, and so then it's that sort of working behind the scenes to integrate this information, do things, and then put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a different kind of energy and pace between all four styles, mm-hmm. as you can kind of hear in the way I'm talking about them. Those are the two frameworks I use the most. And they both relate to the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, which is a popular framework. Right. And these two frameworks, temperament and interaction styles, how would you um, describe how they're different from each other? Well, temperament tell us, tells us oh. a lot about why we do what we do. Yeah. It's our core psychological needs, and if we don't get them met, we go to You know what? Things. I'm going to actually put a comma right sure. there, uh, Linda, because yeah. it sounds like we're going to need to transition oh. to a, um, a brief commercial break. Okay, do So I'm going to ask yourself and Valerie to stay with us and ask our listeners to please stay tuned. And we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. 
Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. We're back with more on Leadership Matters. With us today, our guests are Linda, Dr. Linda Behrens who's a human and organizational development uh, practitioner. Linda is the founder of Interstrength Associates, formerly known as Temperate Research Institute, and currently transitioning to, am I going to say this right, Integrow Typeworks, LLC. Is that correct, Linda? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then also on the line with us, we have our um, organization development um, director here at the Neighborhood House Association, Ms. Valerie Wright. Valerie, thanks for staying with us. Thank you for having us. Yes. Um, before we went to break, Linda, you were sharing a little bit about the difference between temperament and interaction styles, how those uh, frameworks um, may complement or be a little different from each other. May have you go in and continue that dialogue. Sure. Temperament is about, um, I call it why we do what we do, because it's about our deep motivations. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and their core psychological needs that if we don't get them met, Oh, well, we're in big trouble. So um, we have those needs, we have values, and we have talents that I say scr- help scratch the itch that the needs create. So there are certain kinds of talents that each temperament uses. Interaction style is more of a, it's about how we do what we do. It's a style of interacting, an energy pattern. And it's more of like a, almost a physiological drive that we can experience physically as well as emotionally. And it gives an emotional tone to our style. And it's, there's, there are also talents and gifts that go with this, but this drive is kind of an energy that we can either express, which we tend to do if we're not aware of the differences, or we can suppress it and, and make space for others to express their style. And so the two... Models bring different information to understanding people. So there are four temperaments and four ways to express those temperaments, which gets us to 16 types. Okay, great. And when you say 16 types, um, that then also references back to what you talked about in the first segment, just kind of mentioned it, the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Right. So it's the same type patterns that the Myers-Briggs type indicator uh, can be used to help identify. Okay, great. And, Linda, I know that one of the things you're well known for is helping individuals and teams recognize strengths and then being able to kind of transcend their weaknesses and work better together. Help us understand how you do that. Well, the first thing I do is um, if I'm, well, 
I do it a lot of ways. Sometimes I'm using the models in the background, but most often I'm teaching people about the differences. So they get to understand themselves and feel fully validated by who they are, and then they get a picture of other ways that they can be so they can choose to behave differently in those reflection moments when, when uh, as opposed to um, just automatically responding, as Valerie said. Um, an example of that was on a software development team they used a project a process called Agile where you have to interact with the clients a lot. And, you know, people don't become software developers because they like interacting with a lot of people, usually. They tend to be more technical in nature. So I, I did quite a bit of coaching with some people in a software development company, and one particular individual was about to get fired. And it was because he wasn't really good at interfacing with the customer. Now, the issue I had to deal with was that the leader had this be-like-me syndrome going because he expected him to be more like his, like the natural get-things-going style, where the developer really was much more uh, quiet and analytical and really wasn't quite aware of, of what he could do differently. And mainly, he didn't see value in it, so that was the big problem. And so I wound up doing some coaching with him and sharing with him some, actually some mistakes I had made because he and I shared the same style. So that was kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but just to, to begin to see that in his client-facing work, he needed to behave differently. And because he knew the models, he could then say, oh, okay, I need to act like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to act like that rather than be like himself naturally. Mm-hmm. And does that, um, how does that work for someone? Let's say if my natural style is behind the scenes and yet I'm working in, in a job that requires me to maybe have this more extroverted, more outgoing, more engaging way of being, how do I act that way and still feel okay in my skin? How do you coach someone to do that? Well, the first thing is they have to understand how to understand the value of being who they are. Mm -hmm. And some people grow up feeling like they aren't okay who they are. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's about letting them, you know, kind of uh, soak in the goodness of who they are. Mm -hmm. And then it's a lot easier to stretch Mm -hmm. if you have that sense of self. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that I tell people is you really say for interaction styles, you only have to shift in the beginning of an interaction to get the person's attention and often at the closing of an interaction rather than sustain a whole different style the whole time. And, and you can get people to shift um, their language a little bit to be, say, more directing or more engaging, as the case may be in the example you gave. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they don't have to shift all the time, but they just have to do it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they mix, they can sort of mix it up then. Mm-hmm. And where they get in trouble is when they, they only, when their style is sort of the only thing they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think that it's um, important for someone to, or it's helpful, one might say, for someone to learn their style and then learn the other styles, um, not only so that they can become aware of others, but so that they have a mental model of, other places they can shift to mm-hmm. to support themselves in being more effective in various situations. 
Right, and there are two things they can do. Okay. They, they can make space for the other person. Mm-hmm. And that makes, I mean, that probably shows my introverted nature that I use that word mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, those with an extroverted nature have a tendency to do a fair amount of talking and easily, and so it's sometimes hard to get a word edgewise. You don't get a word in edgewise. And so, um, but the idea is to, to make space, meaning don't insist on doing it your way. Let somebody do it their way or make change the situation a little bit so that other person's style can express. So it's not just about uh, expressing differently, but it's a lot about making space for the other person. Okay. Now, and Linda, just... Um, uh, so if I am one way and my job expectations require something different from me and I'm having to do this shifting in the beginning of interactions or in the close of interactions or however often, um, what does that do to my energy? What does that do to my sense of self? Does it? I mean, is that like an, is that um, an okay thing? Is that a, something that's going to um, create a sense of dissonance within me? How do how do people allow themselves to make those adjustments and be okay? I think I heard you say earlier a good place to start is having a good sense of self. Mm-hmm. And what's another space to go to? And just what's your general thinking about um, am I showing up being phony? I'm, I'm kind of coming from a space. If, I, if we have listeners and listeners are thinking, okay, well, so what are you telling me to do, be phony? Oh. What are you telling me to do? No, I think, I think the thing is that you're never going to be able to mirror the other person's energy perfectly, mm-hmm. but the attempt will help. And I think the more uh, you pay attention to the differences and the hangout, for example, if, if what you're required to do is to, say, be more engaging and you're not as engaging, you tend to be more analytical and quiet, then hang out with people who are engage, in, engage more easily and watch what they do. And it, you pick it up because we have, you know, we know from science these days that we have mirror neurons in our brain that where we can mirror and mimic, and most people have a, at least some access to that. So we can learn to do these things, and it's like anything else. The more you, well, in the beginning, it's going to be a high energy cost. Okay. And why would I want to learn to do that? Because What's the payoff? The payoff is that if, you're, if you are the communicator, if you have something to communicate or you have something you want to accomplish, you're the only person that can control the impact of your message and whether or not you're successful in that communication. Mm-hmm. So it, it's up to the communicator or the person with a message mm-hmm. who has a vested interest in the outcome of the communication to do whatever they can to make that communication effective. Okay. And, hmm. Very good. Sounds like it's time for us to um, transition to another short break. We're going to ask both of you to stay with us and ask our listeners again to please stay tuned. And we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Get ready for an exciting and eye-opening hour every week on Globe Talk with Amisant. Join your host, Kevin Parikh, for an inside look at the world economy with a special focus on technology and its impact on humankind. We will invite the top industry experts to our forum and answer your questions, too. Globe Talk with Amisant airs live every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us uh, for more on Leadership Matters. Our guests today are Linda Behrens, Human and Organization Development uh, Practitioner with the uh, Interstreet Associates. Linda is the founder of that organization as well as the Temperament Research Institute and the newly emerging um, organization, Integral uh, Type Works, LLC. Linda, thanks for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Yes, and Valerie, also, thank you for staying on the line. Valerie Wright is the Director of Organization Development at the Neighborhood House Association here in San Diego. Uh, thanks again, Valerie. Thank you. Yes. Linda, before we went to break, we were kind of talking about, uh, and I was maybe pushing a little bit around this concept of um, how do we help individuals and teams get to recognize their strengths and begin to maybe make um, changes to be more effective. And um, you were saying one way is to help them become aware of their style preference and um, using frameworks such as temperament and interaction styles can help them do that. And as it relates to the interaction styles, you're talking about their ability to, uh, once they understand those, be able to shift their energy as necessary to be most appropriate for a given situation. With, does the same stand for temperaments, or how does that play into helping 
people to recognize their strengths and transcend weaknesses and work better together? Well, I think for temperament, um, the key is to understand what your talents are and the four, you know, four talent sets or, or skill sets that go with each temperament so that you know that you're likely to take that approach mm-hmm. when you um, approach a situation. So, for example, I'm going to be strategic whether or not it needs it. Mm-hmm. whereas somebody else will be diplomatic, whether or not it needs it, mm-hmm. and somebody else will be tactical and someone else will be logistical. And and what you need for a team is you need to recognize that all of those things are needed, whether people have the gifts for them or not. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to figure out how, to, how are they going to fill the holes. And so temperament helps a, a lot for people finding their strengths, and also it helps... Um, in the same way, you, you don't necessarily have to shift your energy as you do with interaction styles, but you can shift your perspective and the kind of meaning that you see in a situation and the kind of um, approach that you think might might be needed. And so it's 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 still a shifting, mm-hmm. but it's a mm-hmm. different kind of shifting. Okay, I love that. So the temperament awareness then allows the individual or the team members to shift perspective whereas the interaction style awareness allows them to, as necessary, shift their energy. Yes. Okay, yes. fabulous. And then um, it, when I'm doing me, and I'm doing me in a way that just feels natural and good to me, that's an energizing space to be in. When I'm doing me and I'm having to shift and so on and so forth, what does that do to my energy? Well, at first it's, it's like anything. When you're learning to do it, it might be a little rough and maybe not quite as graceful. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. And the thing that they found, like when people drive on long drives mm-hmm. for commutes, the research they found that when people are driving for a purpose, they feel like this is my life work, there's a whole lot less stress when, than when it is just a job that they have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same thing is true here. So when you do know what you're doing, you know that this is natural for me, that I'm stretching, it's a lot easier to stretch than it is when you're forced to stretch, but you really don't aren't aware that you're having to stretch, so you wind up being tired in the second case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Valerie, I'm going to ask you to kind of jump in here with maybe some of your thoughts as well. Thank you so much, Linda. Um, any thoughts get triggered from you from what Linda was sharing or just from your own perspective as well, either or um, what you've personally experienced or found to be helpful as you've um, increased your own self-awareness or have worked with others to increase their self-awareness so that they can better self-manage and work more effectively with others. What are your thoughts? Sure. A um, couple of things come quickly to mind, and um, one is that we have to always uh, be self-aware, work on um, who we are and where we are emotionally, uh, and that's you know, what mood am I in when I'm coming into this situation, especially if it's someone that I don't work at my best with, you know, be very conscious of how you enter a space, how and what you bring with you so that as you come into that space, you know um, emotionally where you are and able to connect and move beyond any um negative emotions that might disrupt the flow of work and and the connection with that individual. Um, And the other is, and I was given this kind of feedback um, from my coach, and that sometimes we have to spend time 
getting to know people who we work with in the workplace um, that we are in conflict with outside of the project or the goal we're working on together, um, just so that we uh, move past what we feel is a personal relationship and get to know the person, what is their intrinsic motivation, how how do they work, why do they approach their work the way they do. And as you begin to understand the person, you can work better in terms of how you reach decision collectively, how you go about the work. It may um, trigger for you a new way of working with the person because you understand um, their work style and their approach to uh, work. So I think that is one of the things that I would have people do. You know, it's not always possible, but when it's possible, it's really good to get to know people in a different way on a different level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think our communications are important, so we have to watch the tone of emails and our written communications. Um, Just sometimes it's better to walk down the hall and make a statement to someone or share some information and to shoot off an email. Uh, especially when we're dealing with um, personalities that aren't, um, we don't interact with best. So just things that keep us from creating tension and um, um, miscommunication. I call them, there's a, uh, when we pay attention to our communication and it minimizes the misses, things like misunderstandings, uh, mistakes, miscommunication, because we're connected to the person in a way that allows us to uh, make space for understanding anything that may come off in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Great. I love that. So I I think I um, might summarize taking two major things from what you've shared and um, I'll start with the latter one, and I, I love the paying attention to reduce the misses and be it the missing in communication or or the um, missing an understanding and so on and so forth. So just really being attentive yes. to the other uh, person we're trying to engage in. And, and then I think I kind of heard that whole concept of maybe uh, what we kind of loosely sometimes define as team building mm-hmm. with regards to getting to know the person and maybe doing something that's different than what one might normally do together, but maybe getting out of the environment, and um, it may be something as simple as as um, lunch or a um, a power walk or an actual team building activity where you're working on some type of common goal together in more of a simulated space. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. Then anything else you might add that might be practical tips that could help individuals or teams um, begin to recognize each other's strengths and work more effectively together and really kind of push through some of the personality challenges that may come to play? I think it's um, it's really a matter of, of, of the obvious, stating the obvious is that recognize that we really are all different. Mm-hmm. And we, we give lip service to that, but mm-hmm. we don't really honor it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So what does honoring it look like? If we're really honoring it and not just giving it lip service, what might that look like? Well, it would look like not interrupting sometimes or mm-hmm. not assuming that somebody, because they're not speaking, that they don't have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, Much as Valerie said, it's about really attending to what they're saying, listening to what they're saying, and then being able to phrase that back 
to make sure you've understood it. Um, and then continuing and, and getting feedback if you understood it or not. Because we tend to listen through our own lenses as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some very, very basic communication mm-hmm. things that we have to pay attention to. Recognize that we have filters. And if, if we can know what those filters are, and we'll learn some of those in the process of doing the work together and some of those in the process of playing together at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What would be an example for some of those filters? When we say recognize that we have filters, and what are some examples of filters that might be common filters? Well, for example, some some people uh, ex- naturally think of things in um, in, in systematic terms, mm-hmm. and will you know create a quick plan for everything and ex- and and have it all laid out. And other people will be more spontaneous, and they feel constrained by. Mm-hmm. A plan. So, if somebody with the more spontaneous, the more wanting to really interact and engage with others, is talking with somebody who, or working with somebody who wants that plan, there's a tendency to say to the, the person, the filter is that plan is worthless. You know, they're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Whereas the person with wanting to plan or have things be systematic is has a filter that says you're wasting our time here. Mm-hmm. You know, so all of those kinds of things that are beliefs, our closely held beliefs about how the world works, mm-hmm. become our filters, and mm-hmm. we interpret everything through those filters. Mm-hmm. And then the people that don't do what we say or what what we think they should do are then wrong or lazy or good for nothing or difficult people. Mm-hmm. So that kind of going back to where we started with regards to our ability to hold others in a space of um, positive regard um, mm-hmm. allows us to continue to partner with them. Yes. And, and once we start attributing some of these negative uh, connotations to their intentions or their behaviors and so on and so forth, it makes it more difficult for us to stay in partnership with them and, and work effectively with them. And, and by right, because okay. then we'll expect mm-hmm. them to behave badly each time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of get what we're expecting. Is mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Valerie or Linda, I'll ask either of you, um, have you personally experienced a uh, situation where you've encountered a personality conflict in the workplace? And, um, you know, and if so, uh, what did you do and how did it turn out from you? And uh, are even hindsight lessons in retrospect, even if it didn't turn out well, um, was there anything you would recommend doing differently? Um, moving forward. So either of you have an example? Sounds like we're going to need to go to break, but is there an example from either of you that we might be able to jump back in on? Yes, absolutely. You do have an example, Valerie? Yes. Okay, great. So I'll look to um, hear about that when we come back. I'm going to ask uh, each of you to stay tuned and our listeners to stay tuned for more on Leadership Matters. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. We're back with more on Leadership Matters. Valerie, we're going to jump right into your example of a time when you've experienced a personality conflict in the workplace and kind of like what you did to transcend or work through it. Yeah. Um, early on in my career, I um, was appointed as an executive director for a community organization that was working in um, community change project doing uh, planning. And so I had just come out of corporate America working for Lockheed and um, young and excited, and I was a, had a very direct um, work style and a kind of driven personality, so it was all about get it done, give cryptic instructions, expect things to, you know, flow and come back and get a finished product. Well, needless to say, I was kind of like a bull in a china shop coming into shop, coming into a community organization where residents, uh, were pretty laid back trying to, you know, figure out how to even get into a project like this. Um, I would come in, work with the staff, uh, demand things, and just basically shut the team down and wonder why we weren't making progress. And, <laughs> and, and one day my assistant came in and said, you know, I can't do this anymore. I am just 
overwhelmed. You know, I've never worked like this. The previous director was, you know, again, a laid-back personality, um, knew how to draw the best out of people. And basically I had to, in that process, stop and go, wow, you know, mm-hmm. what am I doing that I can do differently um, it took me a minute because I took it as an affront, like we're getting the work done and we need to meet deadlines, um, but had to realize after the fact that I should have engaged people around the decision-making, uh, gotten to know them uh, as individuals and what their work styles were and, you know, talk to people, how is this working for you, what what are you doing? You know, engage them in a way that allow their personality, their voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned is that, you know, if you shut people down, especially as a leader, you know, I, first of all, I was seen as a bully, and that's <laughs> never good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing is that I got more work um, accomplished and met more goals when people felt like their voices were being heard when mm-hmm. I stepped back and, mm-hmm. you know, let them be in the moment and right. engage and be a part of decision-making. Mm-hmm. So right. it taught me how to manage my own personality, a mm-hmm. very strong personality, and mm-hmm. learn how sometimes, you know, to just be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. And I think that... Um, so often that self-awareness and that ability to self-manage mm-hmm. ties right back into what Linda had talked about earlier um, as relates to just our being able to shift our perspective as needed and create space for others as well as shift our energy so that we can be more in harmony with others. Linda, I'm going to ask you to, to jump on in here, too, with regards to some of your final thoughts or even resources that you think might be helpful for others that are listening that may want more on uh, this topic of um, working with or dealing with personalities in the workplace. Mm, okay. Well, the very first thing is a final thought is to hold all of these models lightly. If you're using any framework, I don't care which one it is, um, be, be aware that they're they're rough categorizations. So hold them lightly, and people have a tendency to jump in and uh, you know assume that oh you're going to do that because that's your type and you're going to be that way. Well, in truth, we are really flexible and adaptable, and so we want to be careful not to assume that people will be a certain way because they certain, have certain preferences and, and, and um, natural tendencies. And so teaching this as a language or having it as a language to discuss it is the best way, but sometimes if that's not happening, people can learn about themselves on their own, and then they can just use the ideas to uh, shift their communication. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, some of the ways that I think um, there are lots of there's a lot of there are a lot of books out there. Um, the first thing is if you want to read anything I've written, you have to know how to spell my last name. Mm-hmm. So it's B E R E N S. So Boy Everett Robert Everett Nancy Sam. And um, I've written some things on my blog site, which is lindabarons.com. So there's some articles about the different um, different personality models. And um, the the Integral Type Works site isn't up and active yet, um, but it will be in January. So that would just be Integral, I-N-T-E-R-G-R-A-L, typeworks.com. 
and there's more information there. But you can find all kinds of books on Amazon um, that that talk about um, these personality differences. And it's whatever the model, just be sure that you hold it lightly and mm-hmm. and make space. As Valerie says, stop and think, uh, reflect instead of just react, and um, you'll you'll do wonders. You don't even have to change anything in yourself other than making space for other people and appreciating them. Mm-hmm. Yes, wonderful. Well, I know that I have um, had the pleasure of reading a number of your books, and I found them to be very helpful, quick reads, and often uh, will um, refer many of my coaching clients to reference your materials as they're learning about themselves and others in the world and being able to kind of navigate um, and manage themselves and their energy and um, shifting appropriately. I love this, hold it all lightly, and um, appreciate the caution with regards to the stereotyping that can sometimes go along with the uh, use of frameworks. And so just to know that... um, we are all flexible and we're all individuals and there may be some frameworks that helps us to understand ourselves and others, uh, but we're much more than just the uh, label on a framework. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Great. Valerie, any additional final thoughts from yourself? I want to share uh, something I learned. I just completed a certification program in coaching for organizational excellence at San Diego State. And one of the classes, we used a book called Taming Your Gremlins. And I think it's an excellent book in helping people first become aware of the things that actually trigger them in their interactions with others and in the workplace um, and being able to recognize those triggers and um, give yourself a moment to deal mm-hmm. with them, becoming more and more aware um so that they aren't controlling you, you're able to control them and how you respond, particularly in a moment of tension or conflict. And I think the other is, and you'll find this uh, often in OD and coaching, is there are breathing techniques that help keep us calm and keep the, the mind focused and center us and Um, we don't breathe deeply enough that we keep our heads clear. I think um, learning those breathing techniques will also be useful just as a part of our self-awareness of helping us um, uh, de-stress and and maintain a good level of emotion throughout the day. Um, Those things tend to help. Excellent. And Valerie, who was the author on the um, book you mentioned earlier? Ooh. Taming your... Do you... you, I we don't it. remember the name at this time, gosh. Okay, that's all right. We could probably just um, Google it. So it was Taming Your Gremlins? Yes. Okay, excellent. Thank you. And I love the Stop Waiting to Exhale. Right. <laughs> right. <in. laughs> Do it now. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Um, Linda, any closing thoughts from yourself? Um. I'm sorry, Linda? Yeah, Are there I'm any thinking. Thoughts for <laughs> oh, okay. You're you're reflecting. <laughs> I think it's really it it really is about um, recognizing just recognizing that people are different. Mm-hmm. Having a model and a framework is helpful, mm-hmm. um, but many people go through life and do very very well appreciating others without that model, right? And well, without that 
framework. Um, well, I want to thank both you, uh, Linda and Valerie, for being with us today and thank our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on Leadership Matters. Have a wonderful week. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. 